Sylvia, and this is Out Loud a Gizmo, a saying my dad made up. This is a storytelling podcast where you will experience excitement, laughter, reality, and mind-blowing adventures. So today, since my daddy and his family, his mom and dad, and grandma and grandpa moved all the time, he was always on the move. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put a compilation of all of the moving in sequence with the babies in between as they were born. And before and after this episode, I will include more of our Zoom meeting conversations with my brother Edward, my sisters, Andy and Brenda, and me. Here goes. But I was trying to follow his moving. They moved why so much. Why did they move so often? Were they kicked out? Or did, how, why did they move? Well, they didn't own anything. It was what Grandpa did for a living. He was a sharecropper. So I know, but did he like finish his crop and then he left? He just moved from crop to crop. My guess is that they were moving on to better things. <laughs> Another job. I mean, it was terrible, you know, like his hands going bad and he couldn't milk cows. And, oh. and he he sells his horses and his wagon. And then later he has them again. <laughs> Not them, but, and I, I always wonder, boy, that sounds like a lot of money. And back then it would be a lot of money, wouldn't it, to get a horse? I would think. Well, they probably didn't get uh, the top of the line. No. <laughs> That's right, old nag, old sway back nag. <laughs> Chapter One, the story of my life. But first, a little background of how it all started. My dad, Burley Burrs Pickett, met and married my mom, Mary Lou Bohanning, on March 6, 1914. They wasted no time in having babies. She first had twins, Luther Ray and Bertha May. They died shortly after birth. Then she had a boy, Onus, who died at one year of age of pneumonia. Then I came along one year later in January 1918. The Pickett clan decided to leave Arkansas and go back to Oklahoma where they started from. A few years before, I had a little help on the following story from Aunt Bessie, my dad's sister. She told me they started in three covered wagons with Grandpa, Grandma, Uncle Guy, Aunt Bessie, Burley, my dad, and Mom's brother, Uncle Charlie, and a family of friends, the Penningtons. Mom and I and a wife of one of the wagon's friends stayed behind and took the train later. I had just gotten over the smallpox, and they were afraid to take me in the wagons. I think they left about the 1st of March 1920. We moved to a little house we called the Moore Place. We moved closer to Grandpa and Grandma, in a little house with one room and wood shutters for windows. Viva was born June 2, 1921. We lived there about six months. Then we moved to Wichita Falls, Texas. Papa had to quit milking because his hands bothered him. So we went back to Tom, Oklahoma and lived in the house with Grandpa and Grandma for a little while until Papa found a place. We moved to a little farm about a mile from Grandpa's. Mary Inez was born February 18, 1923. Chapter 2 Well, it's about time to move again. Papa got a covered wagon ready and put a bed in it, a box for groceries and a barrel for water, and a few pots and pans. 
There, Papa, Mama, me, Viva, Inez and two good horses to pull us, went head and back to Arkansas. We moved in with Aunt Esther and Uncle Charlie for about two months. We moved to a little farm across the road from Uncle Charlie that belonged to Aunt Esther's dad, Mr. Owens. We stayed on the Owen place about four months. Then we moved to Mr. Davis's place. Ruth was born on May 4, 1925. Well, it's time to move again, and we moved to another place not far from there. Chapter 3. This time we moved about 10 miles away, in the Arkansas River Bottoms. This is early 1927. We moved back to Beech Grove for a little while. We didn't stay there very long. Well, here we go, again. Papa told Grandpa that if he would hire someone with a truck to come after us, he would pay for it. Papa sold his horses and wagon and his farm equipment. Well, we took off for Horseshoe Lake, Oklahoma. I think it took three days. Chapter 4 Well, it's 1928. We all moved about five miles closer to Idaho, to a farm called Shoney Town Farms. Virginia was born here July 9, 1928. Chapter 5 Well, it's about time to move again. In 1929, we moved on Mr. Taylor's place. Well, our year is almost up. We're getting ready to move. This time it's Clear Lake, about 25 miles, on Mr. Gray's place on the farm. Morris Edward was born in late 1930 or early 1931. I don't remember his birth date. Chapter 7 Well, it's now the last part of 1931. I think we were living near Norwood Creek, Oklahoma. Grandpa, Grandma and William and us decided to move out of there. We moved to Hayworth, not far apart. Chapter 8 Well, it's time to move again. We are moving about three miles from Hayworth. Chapter 9 Well, September 26, 1933, Betty Lou was born. So, when Betty Lou was three weeks old, we loaded a two-wheel trailer with all our belongings. We took off for West Texas with nine people, in a two-seated Model T Ford, just like sardines. Chapter 9 we have our belongings now, so we moved to George and Mac Clattenhoff Place. Chapter 10 In 1934, we moved to Fabian Stahl's Place, a little two-room house. Chapter 10 This is the end of 1934. We moved from the Stahl House up the road a little ways, to the DeLong Place, that belongs to Mr. Patterson. With the understanding that we all worked for him, if he had work to do. Chapter 12 Well, Mama gave birth, again, this time, to another little brother, Billy Burrow, born on August 1936.
I have a picture from my past. Mm-hmm. When I was in Millington, close to Memphis, at the Naval Training Center there, and mom and daddy came. Anyway, we drove to William's house. I just know we went into Arkansas. We were all there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was there. Okay, do you remember yeah. where we went? Rogers, yeah. Arkansas. Yes. Now, why do you say that? I don't know. It just is in my brain. Yeah. Well, daddy's yeah. family. <laughs> now, they moved to Horseshoe Lake and said he went to school there at Horseshoe Lake. That is over by Memphis. Did you know that? So they moved all the way from Tom. Remember, they said it took three days. Oh, by horse and buggy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a truck then, did they? No, it was a horse and buggy then. Yeah. I believe. They call it a wagon. Do you think it was covered? No, because he mentioned someplace they stopped that they got to be under a cover, and he said it was so nice not to be in the open. Yeah. Well, I looked it up, and that's probably the area. I'll have to look up Rogers. I remember that name. They went from Tom area, or Idabel, wherever they lived. They went all the way over to, I'm going to say Memphis. That was the biggest town in that area. Yeah. And I looked at it on the map, and there's Clear Lake. Every place that he lived looks to me like when I go to Google Earth, it looks like it would look like when he lived there. <laughs> there's nothing there. And, you know, around here, it had 60,000. Now it's 500,000. And all the other towns have grown humongously but in southern Oklahoma everybody moved to Oklahoma City or Tulsa or Muskogee or somewhere but nobody moves to Tom (laughs) and the farms are probably all gone too no there's farms all around are there yeah and there's some houses but like a farmhouse well, who lived in Henrietta? I know Bob and Betty lived there, but somebody else did, didn't they? Uh, just their kids, I guess, oh. at the time. Well, when we went to visit them in the 47 Ford, they lived in Henrietta. That was a good old car. <laughs> Do you realize the things we went through? I mean, I have snapshots <laughs> of us all having to get out and push it. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yes, I do. Push it to start it. <laughs> yeah, he'd always try to have it coast to a hill where it would go down and he'd pop the clutch. <laughs> yeah, that's one good reason to have a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, and a manual transmission too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't have to worry about that. Only the rich people had automatic. And in his book, he had to push the wagon. <laughs> Because the horses wouldn't go. But another place, they went to a town where the shooting was. That was in Arkansas, wasn't it? No. And the, somebody across the street, yeah. a man killed his wife and then killed himself. No, no, but he was in school. That was school. Oh, okay. He was in school and he says, I'm, he says, I'm sorry they died, but I'm glad we got out of school. <laughs> I'm glad we got out of school. <laughs> but he knew the names of the people that committed suicide. I know, he knew their names. I think it's amazing that Daddy remembers the names of the, well, I guess you can kind of remember the name of creeks. I mean, they didn't have TV to watch to see where the water from the Red River went. (laughs) But he said the Red River flooded into the creek. And he remembered she had four children, Chris, Mike, Lewis, and Louise. (laughs) Is that something? Please come back to hear all of the many different stories of my dad's life. Each chapter and episode will take you on adventures as he grows up. And don't forget to press subscribe or follow so you can come back and listen to the real life stories because I want you to be able to envision his world through your ears. And goodness gracious, out loud a gizmo, you're in for a wonderful adventure. Bye-bye now. This podcast was hosted by Sylvia Gant. Thanks to my dad, Dave Pickett, for writing the stories. A special thanks to Uncle Bill Pickett for the piano music. 